Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Hello and welcome to Get It Off Your Breasts, the podcast that digs into all those issues really getting under your skin. I'm Leanna Bird. And I'm Emma Gannon, and today we are talking about three topics close to our hearts. We are talking about being offended and whether that is right or wrong when it comes to comedy. We're talking about high street clothing brands and how women's sizes are totally, extremely varied. And we're talking about email etiquette. And to discuss all these things with us and so much more, we're delighted to welcome comedian and actress Lolly Adafope. Lolly, <laughs> thank you so much for coming Welcome over. For me. And I have to say, we are also loving your trousers today. Thank you. Put a little thank sunshine. So into they're like the day. children's trousers. That's why I like them. Yeah, they're drawn by children. <laughs> Anything that looks like a child would wear it yeah. is, is definitely Perfect. okay in my yeah. book. Um, so we have obviously invited you here to have a chat and to get something off your breast. Mm-hmm. What would you like to talk about today? I would like to talk about um, not a direct personal attack on Ricky Gervais in any way. Um, but just the um, the idea that being offended is something that you should be embarrassed by and shouldn't do, because um, I disagree with that. Mm. Um, and just this like culture at the moment that being offended is like the weakest thing, when actually it's just a way of someone saying like I'm hurting in a specific way and can't you listen to me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I don't actually know much about what's happened with Ricky. Can you give us a little bit of a um, well, an update? He just, he just released a new Netflix stand-up mm-hmm. special which has lots of, uh, I mean, quote-unquote offensive jokes in it, like, um, he was saying transphobic jokes. Um, and uh, he, and, like, lots of people are, like, of the opinion that um, a joke is a joke, and if you're offended by them, that's something that you've chosen to do and something mm. you can decide not to do. Mm. And it's, you know, it's just freedom of speech, and we should be able to say things, because that's our right. Mm. Um, but I kind of think that, like, if... I think I, I said this on another podcast, actually, but, like, if... If a child comes to you and says, like, oh, this person punched me in the face, then you'll be like, oh, who punched you in the face? I believe you. Whereas for some reason with offence, I guess because it's personal and subjective, um, we just assume that the person is like has decided to feel that way and that it hasn't come from someone else. I think that's so interesting because having watched Humanity the other night, mm. I was questioning myself, like, seeing as, you know, spoiler alert, kind of, it's, like, transphobic... Like it's dead baby jokes every five minutes. It's mm. um, it's really really offensive to trans people. Like having like, especially when you personally know people who might be watching it and genuinely yeah. be like fully offended. Yes, I was exactly. like offended on their behalf, which yeah. I was like, that's weird as well. But yeah, I, I just mean. felt really kind of bad about it all. Mm. Um, I was like, oh, am I a snowflake? Because mm. I was like, I'm offended by trans transphobic jokes. And then I was like, no, I think I'm just moving towards 
like an equal future. Like, yeah, I care about those things. I care about eradicating any form of like abuse. Yeah, because I think I think cause I was just looking at um, Ricky Gervais's tweets and he was like, "Oh well, you know, lots of people make jokes about um, me being fat. That's like um, blah blah. Make jokes about my mother's funeral and like all this kind of stuff. And it's like there's a difference between like a very successful white straight man having jokes made at him and and uh, a trans person hearing a joke mm. that leads to like as we see like the rates of suicide in trans mm. people like his life isn't being threatened by people making jokes about him it's so true so it's like so what you're saying in a way is like if you are a powerful person basically mm. then almost in a way you're you you know it's kind of fair game and you're you know you should be able to take it you've got that protection around you yeah yeah um whereas someone who is like on the kind of weaker end of this you know whether it be emotionally or personally and hasn't got like a ton of money a ton of fame a ton of people working around them to protect them yeah. then they are very vulnerable yeah and actually attacking them or offending them and creating a sort of culture of um, negativity towards that kind of person as well mm. is is a kind of line that you think shouldn't be crossed because because yeah. it's really interesting because you are a comedian as well mm. and I always think it must be quite tricky these days for people in comedy because traditionally a lot of comedy has been taking the piss out of yeah. people yeah. and I was kind of wondering like how do you navigate that these days because it's mm. so hard especially with social media like everything you say goes online but I think that's a really good line it's like it's like offend people upwards like offend people more powerful than you like take down Donald Trump take down like you know presidents and rich people and this and that but don't don't look down like don't look sort of down people who are are, like more vulnerable than you yeah and and it's not even just like oh we want to like take down the people at the top it's like we want to point we want to piss people off and like take the piss out of people for what they're doing and like highlight things that are going on rather than just punch down at people who aren't doing anything to you mm-hmm. and like aren't threatening you in any way. Do you think that he's? I'm sorry. sorry, I was just going to ask. Do you think that the, you mentioned the label snowflake? Do you think that that is being used as a way to like shut people up and stop them saying actually genuinely that has upset and hurt and offended me? Do you think that's kind of yeah. a very lazy sort of yeah sort of scapegoaty way? Yeah, and also it's like because obviously there's there's a very small population of people who would say that they are offended by things that they probably aren't. And, like, there are people who maybe take things too far, but they're so clearly in the minority. But I think there's now a culture of, like, trying to make it seem like that minority are the Mm. majority. Mm. And um, just, like, that idea of, like, oh, we can't say anything these days. And it's like, you can. You can say so many things. But um, if we make it seem like people are offended by anything, then we look like the ones who are being targeted Mm. for trying to, like, assert freedom of speech. I mean, I find it so ironic that he is pointing out that people are being offended because I got into a bit of a Twitter spat with him the other day mm. but because I criticised his show. Mm. And um, I said something so harmless. I didn't even at him in. I just said, Ricky Gervais' new show is really unfunny. Mm-hmm. He just reads out old Twitter jokes and explains old jokes. Like, right, right. That, to me, is the definition of not being funny. Yeah, you don't, like, very you don't explain yeah. a, like, a joke in a cracker, do you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And I was just like, this is bad. Also, I'm a massive fan of his. Mm. Well, I was. Mm. Um, Anyway, I said it's an hour of bad jokes. He retweeted it going, it's 78 minutes, actually. Which is, like, lame. But anyway, I got, um, (laughs) like, loads of abuse. Like, really kind of um, horrible comments. Yeah, because he knows what he's doing. He doesn't need to retweet you. Yeah. And then his whole thing... He could say, like, oh, someone did this tweet, and actually it's 78 minutes, but he specifically targeted you. Because he knew that you'd get, like, the Twitter log on you. Yeah. Yeah. And And so his whole thing is, like, at the moment, his whole thing is, like, um, 
oh, I'm getting material for my next show through Twitter. But what he's doing is he's again showing his power. Yeah. He's yeah. like, if you don't like it, I'm going to send my 13 million Twitter followers after you. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I read a review of his show on um, Vulture, I think it was. And basically the headline was like, is this the most thin-skinned man in comedy? Yeah, exactly. And so I don't understand. The guy who's preaching about offence is... Like, Can't take it. Yeah. He's sat at home freaking out over Twitter. But it's interesting his name on Twitter. people use like the <laughs> whole the freedom of speech thing <laughs> to say, um, you know well everyone's offended these days but freedom of speech but what I, I feel like people don't really understand that there there are limits to freedom of speech like mm. even legally speaking yeah, yeah. you can't just say anything like yeah. within our like we live in Britain there are laws in place and there are lines when you cross over something that you are saying that's offensive to actually something that's hate speech yeah. or even hate crime or mm-hmm. inciting violence towards yeah. other people like yeah. um, someone on the radio was talking this morning and saying you can't stand up in a cinema and shout fire yeah. because that has ramifications yeah, which yeah. can hurt people so like, freedom of speech is, like, a, a huge, like, a massive, like, we all have the right for freedom of speech, but it's something that you shouldn't take totally for granted, and it's not without yeah, its limits. Yeah, it has consequences. Yeah. yeah. Um, in, like, in comedy, though, is that, if you got a, you know, like, uh, Frankie Boyle, mm-hmm. is it like you can sort of step outside of that? Like, how does it work? Um, is in, like, being able to say things that you shouldn't be able to say? Yeah. As in, yeah, but with, with any of the comedians you know or your own work, do you find that um, the rules can be bent slightly? Uh, I don't know. Like, I guess the best comedy is just, like, where the intention is clear and um, where we know what the comedian is trying to do. And, like, even if you disagree with someone's politics, like, you can still find what they're saying funny if you understand, mm. like, what they're trying to get out of it, I guess. Mm. Um, but, but do you worry that it'll go too far one day and that actually... In terms of in comedy, everyone will be kind of nervous and scared to say anything and it will kill some comedy because there has been some fantastic comedy in the past that you can look at that, um, you know, has has been probably now you could look at as quite offensive. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think like, I don't know, 50 years down the line, it might be that we are so sort of w- worried about what we say that it kills a lot of the comedy? Or do you think we've, all, uh, all the comedians just have to get a bit smarter? Yeah, I think that's, that's what it is. Yeah, it's like... Rather, it's like almost like similar to the Me Too thing. It's like it shouldn't be about men thinking that they're scared to talk to women. It should be like, well, why do you want to talk to this woman? If you have good intentions of talking to this woman, then talk mm. to her. Don't be like, oh, well, they've made me into this position mm. of like weakness or whatever, where I now can't do these things. I think it's just like up to everyone to like analyze what they're trying to do, mm. like with their comedy or with yeah. their interactions with people. That's so true. It's like having some sort of. Um uh, not conclusion, but like an action. Well, I went to see, oh my God, what is her name? I saw someone at Edinburgh two years ago and her mm. whole show was about um, rape. Yeah. It was a comedy about rape, which I obviously uh, on the poster was like, hmm, not sure. Yeah, oh, Adrienne Adrian Truscott. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and um, she's like practically naked yes. throughout the whole show. Yeah. And like, I never thought I would laugh at a show about rape. Mm-hmm. But the point of the show is to show is to prove how ridiculous like the media talks about rape. Right. So right, it's right, not yeah. it's not a comedy about rape. It's a comedy about society. Yeah, which, exactly. Which is what um, Chris Morris did with the you know the, the he, he, the, with the paedophilia, and they yeah. got in so much trouble. But actually, what he was doing was taking the piss out of the media's kind of coverage of yeah. paedophilia, and yeah. everyone kind of jumped on him. But that's but that's the other thing, isn't it? It's like. That at the same time, and I totally get what you're saying, and I think especially like the, the idea of um, offending and sort of attacking in a way people who are more vulnerable than you is really clear cut. But I also think that ideas shouldn't be 
ever above criticism. So there's it like people who have to sort of get in their heads that when you're talking about things being offensive, like if someone offended my belief system or my politics mm. or my religion, that is not the same as someone who, attacking a trans person or a person of colour or, a, you know, a rape victim. Like, ideas should be always open to criticism, even if they're offensive ideas. Mm. That's what I think anyway. But I think people shouldn't be open to that kind of criticism. Yeah, yeah. Does that make sense? Do yeah, you feel like Ricky Gervais like, should still be able to say all these things? No, because I think what he's doing is attacking people. I think he should right, be able to... Right. Like, for example, I think you should be able to take the piss out. Like, Life of Brian, when it came out, was like, everyone was really offended. But that's like, it's a religion. It's ultimately, like, no matter how much you believe, it's beliefs, it's ideas. Whereas, if you're, like, attacking, like a trans person that's actual human beings who have rights and who could be physically hurt by it mm. so I do think like because Ricky Gervais's past shows have always been about like religion or about mm. animals or about the planet haven't they yeah mm-hmm. and this one felt like totally too far yeah, yeah. I just think people are like like p- people should be protected in some ways but ideas shouldn't if that makes sense yeah I think yeah because I guess I just don't have like a direct lead to necessarily harming someone, but but think, also yeah. they don't they they're not humans. They don't have those rights the same as we all have rights as human beings. They don't have the right to be protected, mm-hmm. and it's really important to be able to like I have you know I think a lot of things and people attack me for it. And it's I like I don't particularly love it. It's not that fun, but it's important because that's what you know we live in an open democracy, and mm. that's important to be allow people to have those sorts of ideas, even if they are offensive. But human mm. beings have rights and they yeah. shouldn't be open to that kind of abuse. I'd be really interested interested to hear, like, Ricky Gervais say, I made this joke about this trans person because of this. Mm. And just, like, like, what's he trying to do? I don't get it. <laughs> so, he, yeah. There's a whole sketch about how, basically, he got criticised for dead naming Caitlyn Jenner, mm-hmm. which is, like... I, what does that um, mean? So dead naming means Referring calling to... someone by their previous name. Oh. Um, and saying he and, and saying he see, that, that's saying Bruce Jenner and the whole sketch is like playing into I think a really old mentality of I don't get it what is a trans person right and I think what for me I always I always think you are a reflection of who follows you and so the fact that Ricky Gervais has millions of people who are like yeah ha ha like trans people I'm like you are your following represents your ideas and mm-hmm. I and that makes mm. me not want to follow your comedy anymore yeah yeah oh it's just do you do you, I, you... I was such a fan I'm oh. like this is like we were talking in a, in some uh a few podcasts ago talking about like the artist and the art mm-hmm. and like yeah. can you like a Woody Allen film sure but I feel like this is my... You know, people are upset that they can't watch Woody Allen anymore. Yeah. This is my moment of, like, I'm upset. Like, but so Ricky would you Gervais now, is dead to me. Would you now not watch The Office, though? I feel like The Office is, like, better now. I love The Office. But he hasn't, like... Woody Allen is different because it's, like, he was the person the whole time. Yeah, Whereas The true. Office is an amazing show. It's so good. <laughs> and it's almost better now when you watch it because of how And extras. Weird. I w- rewatched extras the other day. Yeah. I'm, I, this is... I'm like making it about me. This is hard for me. <laughs> Are we gonna be okay? I'm like, we'll get you through this. It's like your breakup, isn't it? You and Ricky. You're heartbroken. Yeah, so like, like he was my oh, weird no, friend. Oh no, really? Yeah. Same. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I no. can't. I, I'm afraid. I'm afraid, ladies. At this point, I step away from the circle. <laughs> um, I just wanted to ask quickly before we move on: is when you're writing your own comedy. Mm-hmm. Do you have that in the back of your mind now more than, say, maybe a few years ago, like, where you go, 
I just need to kind of like almost run this through a little filter and check that I've not crossed a line into... Not really, no. Just because... I just feel like as long as you can back up why you're trying to do something... Mm. So, that, like, if I'm, if I'm writing something, I'm thinking, like, okay, what am I trying to achieve with this joke? I'm never, I'm never saying something and then backtracking and thinking, oh, was that offensive? It's like, from the beginning, I've been trying to think what the end game is mm. of, and, like, what the outcome will be of telling the joke. Okay. And then... Mm. So it's that purpose. But then someone yeah. listening might not know your purpose, but I guess it's your job to... Yeah, then I have that to... Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. And if they don't get it, then we can have a debate about okay. it. But, there was, yeah. there was a, a big story recently, and there was a guy who got done for a hate crime because he dressed his girlfriend's dog up as a Nazi and made him do Nazi salutes. Mm-hmm. And I... I mean, I'm Jewish, and obviously, like... I don't think the Holocaust is anything to joke about ever, but I also think that that was almost crossing a line whereby it's really not a hate crime. Like, he's mm. not out in the streets trying to cause violence. He was basically trying to make his girlfriend really embarrassed because she really likes her dog and thinks it's really cute. By, and he said, I'm going to make it be the most disgusting thing I can think right, of. Which is right, right, right. But again, like, it's so hard, isn't it, that balance of, like... Again, yeah, that's, again, the thing of, like, he's not saying... Nazis are funny. Or he's, he's not. Like, or, or Jews deserve to be. Yeah, he's, you know, he's, he's clearly attacked. on the right side of like this is a horrible thing. Yeah. And yeah, I just think it's like again that thing of making it seem like people are offended by anything. Yeah. So that people will be really outraged by that, and it's yeah. like how, I don't know how many people who understood what he was trying to do would then still be offended yeah. by it. Yeah. I feel like that's not a hate crime. That's just him being stupid. Yeah, you know, and, like, don't and video that stuff. And totally thoughtless and totally, you know, not considering anyone else's feelings or the yeah. history of what actually happened. No. But, yeah. Um, but then it almost, like, changes when, when you, like, receive it for, like on Twitter as, like, this big story. Like, when I read about it, I was kind of like, oh, that's, like, an odd thing to do. But if someone said, like, oh, my friend, my friend's um, girlfriend loves her dog and he's doing this thing to make the dog seem terrible I mean, yeah. oh, that's quite funny but yeah, I don't get what he's trying to do but also I look yeah. at like Hello Hello right I mean they had you know comedy Nazis basically mm. and like I'm sure there's so many other comedy like, I can't think off the top of my head but people have done that they've laughed at the Nazis they've made them look ridiculous mm-hmm. so I suppose yeah, also I think um, Ricky Gervais made a point um, once about there's a line in the office where David Brent says something about like oh is he getting raped up there or something yeah, yeah. there's like a joke there's been, I think there's been a rape in that scene yeah. yeah I think there's been a rape and that's like that, the that is, and that is every... hilarious yeah, yeah. and that's a rape joke but it's like because it's David Brent it's not and a rape be- joke but it's yeah and because yeah. it's like yeah, it's a totally different joke. Yeah, because mm, it's, it's, like, it's like what you're saying about Adrian Trisco. It's not. A, it's not a joke about rape. It's about our responses to yeah, yeah, how things are portrayed. Yeah. Well, that was thanks, Dolly. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we got. We, I feel like we could have gone on yeah, that for hours, yeah, actually, yeah. and I feel like we could have got Ricky on the phone, <laughs> right to reply, Ricky. Got things got heated. Oh my god! If he's listening, he now knows that we liked used fancy. <laughs> let's continue. Let's continue it on Twitter, um, though, seeing as you and him now have a little dialogue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. So my topic that I want to get off my breast is the fact that I've always been different sizes in clothes and it's always been like, you know, 10 to 12, 12 to 14, like whatever, there's a range. 
But I find that clothing shops now, and mainly High Street, um, it, it's gone a bit mad. And like, I just wanted to call it out a bit mm. because um, I'm a size eight in Monkey, but I'm a mm. size sixteen in Topshop. And I don't care what size I am. I'm not. I'm genuinely not that person who's like, oh, I'll buy it because of what the label says. I'll just mm -hmm. cut the label out. Um, but I don't understand how we've got to this point on the high street where like women don't know what size they are, yeah, and it yeah. can actually cause quite a bit of conflict of just like, well, actually, it's just logistics when you're ordering online. To be honest, I'm yeah. like, what size I am? Mm. Am I? But also, I think a lot of clothing stores kind of like do the whole vanity sizing where they basically make their clothes bigger to make you feel smaller mm -hmm. and like there's so much like tied up and emotions tied up in your yeah, size and yeah. I just feel like why don't we have a, just one size men have that like they just measure yeah. themselves yeah and anyway I wanted to get I do think Ranky have very odd sizing really odd yeah it's because all very oversized in there yeah like yeah. I'm not an eight I know I'm not an eight but I wonder if people go in there being like, oh, I'm, I'm an extra small. Yeah, yeah, I wonder what... But then because they're, they're like, Europe sizes are numbers, mm. so it's all I've, I have to um, confess, I've, I've done that in the past. I've been in a shop and I've been like, oh, it's a size 10. Oh, I must, mm. I must be a size 10 right now. And then I've, I, like, make, you, get, you get a little rush of, I don't know, endorphins mm -hmm. and you feel a bit good about yourself. And then because yeah. you're feeling a bit good about yourself, then you get a little rush and then you want to buy it. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I'm, I think I have done that yeah. in the past, but even though I know the sizing is off yeah you just yeah. can't i don't know it's just like yeah it's like the reaction to your body yeah releasing some kind of high i suppose yeah I even though, like you look really yeah. yeah no i know what yeah, you mean though and actually i um i interviewed trini woodall recently like mm. and it brought back all these memories of like trini and Susanna and like oh, yeah. how to look good and all this stuff and I just feel like the high street, sh I think, should have moved on from mm. these really bizarre sizing mm. issues. I feel like it's like... Like, we're all different sizes. It's a conspiracy. It's something to, something to do with women and, like, yeah. um, everything is, like, made to, so that women feel bad about themselves. And like, yeah, everything. Yeah. And also spending habits. Yeah, I feel yeah. like women spend so much money. This is also... T this is related, because it's to do with, like, shopping and buying. But basically, I've just realised recently and I don't know why it's taken this long but like to be a woman like being a woman is really expensive mm. just in general yeah, yeah. Mm. Like the amount of money we spend on stuff yeah. and I'm not like I used to be sort of a bit more I would like groom myself a bit more now I just can't be asked but like it's spenny yeah like getting a wax getting everything mm -hmm. done yeah. getting new clothes for stuff you compare like haircut prices oh my god because yeah, I have yeah. short hair mm -hmm. I could actually. I asked if I could go into like the bar. Yeah, I remember you talking like, I about that. Trim. Yeah. And they were like, "No, you have to go and get like a proper girl's haircut, wow. which is like three times the price." Yeah. My boyfriend's haircut costs like ten ten pounds. Mm. Mine costs like fifty. What, yeah. what wasn't there like a big thing recently? And I can't remember what it was, but it was basically they had like for women and for men versions, and they were exactly the same product, but the women's one was priced that as higher. Always happened. It was Valentine's really? cards. It's Valentine's oh, cards. Wow. So if you were to buy a to my husband or to my boyfriend, it was more expensive than a to my wife to wow. my girl because they they were like women will spend more on Valentine's <gasps> Day because they're more into the whole like love. It, it was also so the, manipulative. Um, razors oh. and razors, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and, yeah. and they're shitter for, for for women. It's like plastic and pink, mm. whereas men get like metal sturdy. Yeah. But we could just buy men's, couldn't we? That's but what that's what you're like totally yeah. yeah yeah. Well, like because I buy men's deodorants, so it's cheaper. Mm. Yeah. Men's deodorant is so much cheaper because it's just like it just does it's the just job. Deodorant, yeah. Yeah. 
I'll, um, tell you, I'll tell you one of the things in, in, in actual dressing rooms I don't like though, just going back to your original sizing thing. You, do you ever find the, the stretch mirrors, like do my head in? Because you try something on and those mirrors, I know they're stretched because I'm like, I don't look like that. They make you look like that. And I do, right, I do right. the thing where you bob up and down and you see your body kind of like waving. Oh. And I'm like, I just actually want to know what I look like. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, I'm going to buy this, I'm going to get home. I'm not going to look the same and I'm going to want to bring it back. And yeah, I've had that before. so manipulative. Mm. I've had that before where I'm like, I get home and I'm so confused because I'm like, this is not what it looked like. Yeah, not what it looked like yeah. half an hour ago. Yeah. Being conned. Yeah. <laughs> Something's changed. Nuts. Yeah. <laughs> but it is, it's all, it's all so, I mean, it's ultimately, it's money making, isn't it? And it's yeah. all geared to make us part with our cash. Yeah. yeah. And they it's know really all the little tricks yeah. and all the little insecurities that we have as women mm-hmm. that have been drilled into us about our size, about yeah. the way we look. And if we don't do certain things, everyone else is doing them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's always that, like, uh, also the way um, people who work in big department stores when they have their training, and it's all about like placing it so that when you're moving down, mm. and you moving turn your around and stuff. And all that yeah, kind of stuff. yeah. And then yeah. when you're by the till, you like buy extra stuff. Yeah, but I'm yeah. part of this campaign at the moment um, called like Make Money Equal. <laughs> I love that I'm just like plugging this, but why not? Um, <laughs> with, <laughs> with a bank called Starling, and basically it's about. Um, exposing how the media talks to men and women about money Mm. and women are always told to be like um, rein it in you're out of control you're spending too much there's always a woman tearing her hair out with a piggy with a pink (laughs) piggy bank and um, (laughs) yeah like oh I'm such a mess and then the men are always like um, you have to be the man make sure you're investing don't let this don't let women scrounge off you (gasps) how to avoid divorce it like expensive divorce and it's like side by side this like semantics semiotics I think it's called when you analyse language Um, anyway they did this massive study and it's like the way that we're both spoken to is insane Mm. completely different it's like the 1950s my mum sent me something the other day and I thought it was a picture of like a black woman with like quite a nice haircut or like yeah. quite a nice top or something. And I was like, oh, you're telling this to me because she's got nice hair. And then she was like, no, it's because she'd seen, it's like an advert for investment, but the model was like a young black woman. And she was like, that's so weird. Oh, what, because <laughs> right. they, don't, they don't use black yeah. women for things like yeah, well, money. Just, I think, yeah, just like the, the natural image that you'd expect for that kind of thing. Would a be man like in a, a suit. Yeah, like a white man in a yeah, suit. Yeah, it's true. I love it's that. Like a young, which, yeah. do, do you remember which... I love that. Mm. I just well, that, that, that makes me a little bit more hopeful than yeah, these like but, horrible. Yeah. Me- yeah, it's like one. <laughs> We're like praise them. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. Okay. Hopefully, it's a trickle. The trickle mm. begins. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah I've, I've, I've maybe done. that's part of your campaign. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's the solution though with the sizing thing? Because obviously, they like especially because everyone's buying online now. You do need to have like some kind of sizing system because otherwise, how could you buy online? But what I mean. You were mentioning the men's. What do you think we should just do it by like waist size or something like inches? Yeah, maybe we do. Maybe I just don't know what what size I am. I guess also because maybe women's clothes vary more in like what they try to like cover up or mm. accentuate. Mm. Also, and also like, we vary more in terms of like boobs and bum. And like size, you could have yeah. really skinny little hips, but have like big old boobs. Mm. And then if you're buying a dress, like what size do you buy? That's the yeah. Thing. I feel like. Someone should have revolutionised. I think someone is. I think I, I have heard about a woman. So my friend was telling me about it. It's like she's like making a factory or something, where she buys in other stuff, but then she resizes it or something. Oh, I'll find really? out. It's so like yeah. homogenised. But maybe yeah, there should yeah. be like, but maybe there should be guidelines. Like maybe like every 
high street, they should be it should be like regulated the sizing. So like you know, if you're selling a pair of trousers, you can't call something an eight or a sixteen. Just depends on the shop. Like maybe there mm. needs to be like a universal yeah. system. Yeah, yeah. But also, this is um, another point I was thinking of is um, I don't know about you, but I've always been quite judgmental when um, very sort of like girl next door types become really big on Instagram, and I'm mm. always like, what? why is that actually like I never really truly understand it and now I've realized there's a reason behind it especially in the fashion industry if you've got someone who is a size 14 has had two kids and she has the same body type as you you can follow her on Instagram and she can like Mm. tell you how it fits and like is this too baggy and basically you follow like people who look like you and body shape yeah, on Instagram yeah, yeah. and it's like you've got your own like mannequin yeah and like that's mm-hmm. why like influencers mm-hmm. of like all sizes I think are doing really beach. well because yeah. I, I I totally get it and it's like people are very much like oh you tried that on you're the same size as me and mm-hmm. I really like yeah, that yeah. I've got a friend and one of her jobs is so she does a few things one of her jobs is she's a perfect size 10 so she oh, literally wow. is like the exact waist Bust lucky and for hip. some, like I, I know, no issues. I yeah. my lolly, but no, but, there, but there'll be a perfect size 16, there'll be a perfect size 20. Like, there's they're just they're, what it means is like your proportion, like yeah. hip to waist to boob, and then but she'll get like flown out by like the, the high end fashion labels to come and they will try the clothes and make sure they fit her perfectly and then they'll know that that's a size 10 but that's like the higher she's not you know she can't well she's actually pregnant now with twins so (laughs) (laughs) there goes that job (laughs) but isn't that proving how backwards it is because this one woman fits into stuff yeah, exactly. Well, it's not. I think it's that, that they have already got the measurement of what a ten is, for example, and that's what it should. That's what that's what shops should be using. But I suppose they're not being regulated, so they mm. can be off it. And she just happens to be someone who has was born with those exact right. proportions. Because um, I feel just like, like a mannequin. Though. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry for your friend. Also, what about <laughs> if you're like a nine or an eleven? Mm. Yeah, I just true. in betweeny. Yeah. I need to get something off my breast now. Um, so I kind of feel like this one may just be relevant to me. So sorry if it is. Um, but I have found over the last couple of months that I've spent so much of my time chasing people on email. And they're not people that I would have thought, okay, I understand, like, they're travelling or they've got really busy lives. Okay, they have got busy lives, but they are in office jobs. They're being paid often by me. I'm the client. So I'm talking, like, you know, if you have a lawyer or if you've got someone that, like, is the managing agent of your flat that you live in. So people that are, like, they, you know, they're, they're, they're getting these emails. You know that they're getting them and they don't respond. And I find it so insane and it drives me crazy. And I, I, I'll message them and then like two weeks go by, you don't hear anything. And then you're like, hi, just checking you got the blow. Mm. Be great to get a response and nothing. And you're going, what? Like, why is it the people who are like, I don't know. Like, is it something to do with like an estate agent or a solicitor or someone who's like, in these like more traditional jobs that they just think that they can ignore Maybe they've you. got a different time frame. Yeah. But I also think like, you know what it sounds like? It sounds like you're, it's like ghosting, but like in a professional yeah, sense. Yeah. Like, yeah. You, you know, you're being you, rejected. you don't get ghosted in like a dating world anymore, but you're getting, now it's like, you've got that, it's like, it's annoying when people don't reply to and, you. And actually what happens is like, this has happened a few times, like after like six weeks of not being responded, and I'm really, I think I'm really polite on emails. I'm never like, why aren't you answering me? I'm always like, hi, sorry to disturb you again, but no, 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 no. Like in a really kind of like overly polite way. Mm. Um, and then eventually I'll just call the office and they'll pick up and they'll literally act like, 
oh hi yeah yeah uh, sorry to get back to you um and then they'll be so nice and seem really proactive yeah. when you're on the phone and you're going like, even if you just send an email <laughs> saying busy month yeah. I'll get back to you in a couple yeah. of weeks. At least that's something. You're like, stop ignoring me. Yeah, does, yeah. It, just, does that happen to well, you just guys? Just to play devil's advocate. Yeah. You're very plugged in. Like, <laughs> in, like I, if I don't hear from you I, it, within an hour, I'm like, ish, you know, just because I'm used to that because I think we're very, we're on WhatsApp, we're on email, we're on our phone. Mm. So maybe Do we, you think that that's, yeah. we're on a different, is it a generational I, I thing? I think like, I'm sometimes quite bad at replying to emails. Because, like, if I receive an email when I'm just not in the right frame of mind to receive it, I'll I'll have forgotten about it by the time I should read it again. But I think after one reminder, I'm like, oh, yeah, wow, I should reply to that. Yeah, and I think it's good that you are like that. Because I don't actually... um, uh, I don't encourage people to be always on their emails. Like, I think, you know, we're sort of talking about, like, boundaries and, like, Mm. having, like, self-care and all of that conversation is basically you being able to go, I'm not going to reply to anyone today. And I think that's really healthy. But these guys sound like... But this is the thing. So (laughs) I... Really annoying. But then I'm just thinking, is it me? Because it's happening all the time in, like, all areas of my life where I'm trying to just get shit sorted. You know when you're like, I need to just get this thing in my life sorted out. Like, Mm. it's annoying. It's, like, admin-y. It's Mm -hmm. contract whatever. I need to sort it out. And I feel like it keeps happening. And I'm just like, is it me? Or is this happening to other people? And I do totally know what you're saying. Because, like, I am, like, super, like, responder on WhatsApp and email. Like, I respond really quickly. So my standards maybe are quite high. But there is a difference between someone not getting back to you for a couple of days and you getting annoyed, which mm. I don't think is reasonable, especially if it's an email. And, like, weeks. And mm. also, you're paying them. <laughs> I think there's a difference yeah. between, like, you're actually chasing them for something. Like, yeah. there is actually an outcome that needs to be had. You know, I... On the flip side, like, I can't deal with people that chase me on email. But I'm uh, talking about, like, are you interested? Are you interested? Right. Can we yeah, work together? Totally. And yeah. I'm like, yeah. the fact that I've not replied to you, <laughs> the fact that I've not replied to six of these emails, yeah. do you know what you need to happen? do? Have, like, a, you know, like one of those automatic responses that send an email saying, like, um, you know, I'm a bit busy at the moment, so bear with me or something. You should send one being like, really busy at the moment. If you don't hear back from me, just presume I'm not interested in your, <laughs> in your offer. I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> and leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> yeah, that makes me sound like I'm inundated. I'm not. It's just, you know, when it's like a really spammy email and they're like, just circling back. <laughs> just just circling. Oh, I hate that lingo. Like, <laughs> just circling grim. back. Oh God, no, but I'm that person doing it, going, did you receive the blow? <laughs> oh no, I'm the person hassling you. Sorry, solicitors. I think that's different because you're not like a random stranger cold calling, being like just yeah, circling yeah. back. You've got a professional relationship with that person. Yeah, yeah. well, I thought I did. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they're all getting together and being like, let's not get back to her. I'd love it if they were all having popcorn listening to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> all together. So wait, is the conclusion that it is just me that this is happening to do you guys not get it maybe it's a busy time um oh God. No. okay so I've brought up a topic to get off my breast which applies to one person and that person is I me sorry it, listen it, it's, it's not just you because when no. you call them they're like oh yeah if you, if you call them and they were like I'm still really busy sorry then yeah. that would be kind of like okay maybe something's going on but the fact that they don't really acknowledge the fact that it took them a month to reply. I think yeah. I think more than anything, it's not even that they're not replying and therefore like I can't get the job done that I want to and that which is frustrating. I think it's that like I actually just feel like my god, it's so rude. Mm. Like to literally ignore someone's like mm. you would never to, do that. Yeah, and I just find like it it makes me feel like you're I don't know, like you're being treated a bit like nothing. And yeah. I, I just I find that weird. Like and I understand like an email gets forgotten or whatever and people are busy and they take a while to get back. But when you're literally ignoring someone like 
again and again and again I just think like you just that's really dismissive of me yeah, as yeah. a person and why do they think that you're thinking like if they're not replying to the email they should be like okay she's obviously going to be annoyed and they probably mm. think that I'm being like a little buzzy annoying fly like you know just like oh get off my case and I'll do it when I do it but they're quite traditional jobs aren't they yeah like as in, I can't imagine much has like massively changed in like structure or in like daily yeah. routine because it's just a, it's very clear what their job is. Mm. Do you think that they're just like get on the phone type people? But then, in which case, maybe just say. But then the other thing is when you speak to them on the phone and then they're all proactive and then they, then you put the, and you're like and you get off the phone and you're like, oh, they were so lovely and actually this <laughs> is going to get done and, da, da, da. and then again it's just like they go underground. Yeah, and I, I think just, it's time for you to. Oh God. Get a new. <laughs> get a better, get also, a better taste in who I work with. Also, though, because the thing that's happening to you is like a big deal that you want sorted out. Yeah, no Whereas, like, Yeah, and like when I used to work like in an office full time, all that I was doing was putting off things until I could go home. So yeah. it's like this is it's not important to them, even though it should yeah. be. But like, yeah. so maybe that's why it's like almost. Like, I find it rude, but it's just because, like, actually, they don't care. It's quite so dull what I'm asking about. Yeah, I guess because, yeah, like, it's not a personal thing that they need to, like, yeah. fix. Yeah. Whereas for you, it's, like, a big thing in your life. Whereas for them, it's like, I can go home at 5.30 <laughs> if I don't reply to this. I also think, I so agree with that. And I think as well, when you're quite a self-sufficient, independent but worker, like, you, you're technically, like, self-employed. Yeah. You're so used to just, like, getting shit done. Yeah. I think I, I have this, I do have this a lot, actually, with, like, projects that are, like, sort of outside of my control. I really struggle with, like people getting back to me in two or three days because I'm, I'm just like oh I would have done that already yeah and yeah, I think exactly. like expectations can go up when you're when you're so motivated you have to be when you're self-employed yeah but I think yeah. also because when you're when you're self-employed you have like a window so you'll be like okay I've got two days now yeah. and I can really focus on I'm this thing yeah. and you want to get it done and so when people are like really slow and getting back to you or like delaying you it, it's like that feeling of like I'm wasting my time and now yeah. that time's going to go and when they do get back to me I've lost Busy. my window yeah, yeah. yeah totally. I did this yeah. like little um, radio show with like um, Radio 4 it's called Word of Mouth it's like really quite old school like I'm like I was very young to be on that show and it was all about email etiquette and sign-offs mm. and like what's really gross and what's like <laughs> a bit weird and um yeah after that show it made me really self-conscious about the way I email oh wow just like lingo and wait what did you learn then I just learned like well <laughs> when people say like warm regards like <laughs> you're like warm makes me think of like moist when someone's like warmest I don't know. Yeah, it's really gross. Delicious. And like when, like you put a kiss, and then when when someone puts a kiss, and then they and then later down the line in the email chain, they don't put a kiss. Yeah. You're like, also, are I, you I, now, I, do you now hate me? They definitely do, because <laughs> like it's it's mad to think that people aren't conscious of when they put kisses because everyone 100%. is. hundred percent. I yeah. but I put kisses on the end of everything. Yeah, like I'll fine. do it to like yeah, an encounter you and I emailed me with no kisses. Yeah. I'd be like, she wants me dead. But I yeah. also like I will I will reread an email and I've like sent an accountant and I've been like lots of love and kiss. <laughs> and like, really inappropriate and I do it on the phone like to Vodafone. I'll be like, bye, see you, lots of love. Why? <laughs> like, I don't love this person. I don't know who they are. Like, That's over there. There's also a thing about like women in emails, and I've like had to consciously like go through my emails now and not do this, but it's like we always put like just. Oh, yeah, if I could maybe have this thing. Like, could you maybe possible. pay me? Maybe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> when everyone else is just like, "Can I get this tonight?" And I'm like, "Hey, me again." <laughs> just Do you know what though? I'm the opposite now, where I'm really brutal. I'm like, mm. "Hi, 
you know, this needs to be done. And then and then I read it and I go, oh my God. And, and then I insert, oh. have you had a nice weekend? <laughs> but I've noticed that, Emma, that you're much more direct than, and I'm, <gasps> but, no, but it's good. No, but in a really good way, because I like feel like I will write five paragraphs to get one point across. Maybe this is why I'm not, people aren't going right to my email. <laughs> They're too bloody long. But I will, because I'm like dancing around, like trying to say like, no, yeah, I'm, I'm, really, I'm the other And I now. really appreciate this. And, da, 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 and that is like, I think that is a real thing that's, drawed into us as women as well mm. to like mm. almost apologise for what you're asking for and I think you're really good because you just it's not never rude it's always like really polite but it's just direct yeah, yeah and yeah. it's just, like I'm so. trying to I'm honing that so thanks <laughs> I, like, I've been I need to on learn from you I'm going to get you to start writing my emails to my solicitors <laughs> <laughs> and managing agents you know what I read a BuzzFeed article as you do before you make a life changing decision <laughs> always um, <laughs> I was reading a BuzzFeed article and basically it's, it was called I emailed like Hillary Clinton for the day and like my productivity soared it was basically oh, wow. how does Hillary Clinton Hillary email? Clinton is that direct not rude and like because you know her emails got hacked like and all that yeah, stuff yeah. basically she, when you see the emails she's very like just to the point and the point is I guess is like busy people don't have time to faff mm. and so I basically I tried it as like a little social experiment and like I just get answers I get things done mm. like people respect me more so th- it's like has- the sugar coating yeah, basically yeah. oh yeah. I'm such an apologiser yeah, yeah, sugar coat are you? yeah yeah. Hey, hope you're well. Lolly, me and you need to get out to try our email. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. But the only... the I have been worried recently, and I'm glad you said, oh, they never come across as rude, because because you get such a high from, like, being direct and getting stuff done, you don't want to go into, like, abrupt, you know? Mm, there yeah. is a balance. I don't yeah, want anyone yeah. to be like, oh, Emma's... Emma's on the emails again. No, I want to high-five you. I'm like, you're so powerful. Yeah, yeah. So great. I have to go, I want to say something really funny, actually, just on the topic of emails, just to kind of quickly end it, which is that I found that some of my emails are getting blocked at the moment. And it's because Get It Off Your Breasts is on my signature now as one of my like podcast things. Yeah, and like it was only it was this car company I was talking to. They were like, "I'm really sorry, this, but we've been like alerted. There's like something like <laughs> lewd or whatever." And I was like, "And I, I was like, I don't understand what it is." And I realised it's in my That's signature. That's why your solicitor's not getting back. To no, you. it's not. He's getting those emails. I know he's getting those emails. <laughs> but yeah, get it off your breasts has been getting my emails oh, blocked wow. apparently because apparently breasts is a rude word. Is that a rude well, no, maybe because it's just like people sending like. Breast pictures. Sexual, yeah. Yeah. I, I yeah. told them, I said, you've got a very prudish system. Like, you need to have a word with like your technology. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Your computers are prudes. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot worse things you can say. Um, well, thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks Lolly. So, so fun. And we always love to, well, leave feeling slightly better about life. So. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, where can uh, the listeners find you on the internet and like follow your work and what have you got coming up um at lollygetafope on instagram and twitter and facebook i think um and doing the edinburgh fringe in august yeah doing lots of like previews and things amazing Um, what's your show called lolly three Nice. Yeah. Okay, sure. oh my How many lollies are going to be at the... I love it. Like, at one point, you'd be like, lolly, a hundred. I'm done. I love that the regularity. It's like quite Adele. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you so much for listening to that episode of Get It Off Your Breasts. If you liked it, please remember to leave us a review or rating. It really helps people discover us. Don't forget, do click to subscribe so you never miss an episode of Get It Off Your Breasts. 
and you won't want to miss the next one because we're interviewing the amazing comedian uh, Shazia Mirza, who you might have seen on Bear Grylls The Island a while ago. Um, she's amazing and we can't wait to catch up with her and see what she wants to get off her breasts. So, you've got an idea for a business, the store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out, everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media, source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. 